My Seven Chakras, episode 56. Anytime you start a sentence with the word I am, you are creating what you are and what you want to be. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. So what's going on action takers? AJ here and I want to thank you for joining us today to learn, get inspired, take action and create a human revolution in each one of our lives. So let me ask you this. Do you like listening to the inspirational and empowering content that we put out on a consistent basis? Then become a member of our growing Facebook community right away. How do you do that? You go to www.my 7chakras.com that's m-y-s-e-v-e-n-c-h-a-k-r-a-s dot com slash tribe that's t-r-i-b-e and then you just click join as a member you'll get access to a lot of great content you'll get to hang out with other co-creators in our shared journey and also you'll get access to empowering ideas that will surely change your life plus you'll also get updates about really awesome post-interview events that we're going to start having soon. So remember to head on to my7chakras.com slash tribe, T-R-I-B-E, and be prepared to get inspired. And today I am electrified to bring you our featured guest, Myrna Liu. So Myrna, are you ready to inspire? Yes, I am. Awesome. She's been reading palms for the past 66 years and has documented 54,000 354 hands. Master palmist and published author Myrna Lu does trade shows, private and corporate readings, including radio and television. She's won awards in palmistry and was chosen by Seventeen Magazine as the palmist of the month. So Myrna, I've given our listeners a short intro, but tell us a little bit more about yourself and fill in any gaps that I may have missed. Well, um, I've been doing this since I was 10 years old, and I love it. And not many people get to do a job that they love, and I love helping people. And so usually if somebody comes to me for a reading or they email me, they have a problem and they need some guidance, and palmistry helps. It helps guide a person on the right path, or it corrects whatever their problem is. It can help them. If I look at it, I can see what's going on and... Uh, give them ideas or opportunities or things to change. Change is the big word because a person can change, but you can't change anybody else. You can only take care of you. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks a lot for that awesome intro. Before we dive into today's amazing show, let's start with something that inspires you personally. So what is your favorite inspirational quote? And give us one example of how you apply this quote to your life? Well, the quote is, anytime you start a sentence with the words, I am, you are creating what you are and what you want to be. And that was by Wayne Dwyer, and I like a lot of things that he's written. 
and um, it inspires me because I never say I am unless I really mean it. If I say I am a palmist, I am one. I don't say I can fix the world. So um, it inspired me to be myself. Mm-hmm. And I tell people to listen to their own voice, and I listen to mine, listen to your soul. And if something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. Mm-hmm. So that's such a beautiful quote. And it just speaks to the power of these two words i am and am i is what you represent who you are and am is who you want to be and it sort of speaks to the law of, of attraction you know whatever you are right now should be whatever you strongly believe in whatever value sets that define you and whatever your vision is so especially if somebody tells you that this is who you are you need to be very cognizant and very mindful about remembering the difference between that person's opinion of you and who you really are so thanks a lot for reminding us okay so you've been reading palms for a long time now 66 years yes. and you've documented over 54000 hands how did it all begin well i was a 10 year old girl um i took two buses from school i was in the fourth grade i showed up at the hospital where my mother was a nurse to get a ride home and she couldn't leave for 8 hours and if you know about kids they get antsy and noisy and i guess i carried on a little bit about it smelled like medicine so she had to shut me up so she grabbed a book off of the candy striper's wagon that's a volunteer wagon and she said sit down here and read this Well, I didn't sit for eight hours, but I read it for a good long time, and I didn't understand one word in that book. But I understood the diagrams. Every page had a different hand on it. So I went uh, to dinner. I came back, and I read it some more. And then every day for six weeks, I showed up at the hospital after school to work on that book because they wouldn't let me take it home. Then my sister, who's four years younger than me, was six at the time when I was ten, and I studied her hand and I learned on her hand. Now to this day, she walks with her hand behind me. If she sees me, <laughs> she's afraid I'm going to read it. But once you have your characteristics, you're born with them; they don't change. So um, a newborn baby has a tiny little hand, and it has lines on it, which is called destiny. It's what they're born with. But the baby grows up and has experiences, and everything that impacts your mind shows up on your hand. So a person who can read palms can see it. you mentioned that you were a 10 year old girl used to visit your mother in the hospital and obviously because kids love attention and you wanted some more attention but your mother was busy so she grabbed a book and she gave that book to you you mentioned that you couldn't read it completely but you were fascinated by the images in the book and not only that uh, you had to come there over and over again because you couldn't take the book home but that's when that was the seed that really inspired you and you not only read the book but you caught on to your sister so that you could you know take some action and do some readings and uh this is even funnier mm-hmm. i've been doing i looked for that book for about 40 years and i couldn't find it and so i wrote my own and one day i was at a fair and i was reading a man and the kind of palmistry i do comes from china it's oriental it's not hindu mm-hmm. and i know a lot of people say oh you're not reading it right but i get the same answers they do mm-hmm. it's just how i see it and how somebody else sees it so this man said i have a book at home that sounds just like you so i said um is it brown and he said how do you know that and i said is it a 6 by 9 and not a little tiny one or not a really big one he said yeah it's an odd shape Mhm. It was the book so he gave it to me. Oh, wonderful. So I have it validates who I really am and my book follows that almost to the 
pin right to the minute because it's what I learned and what I've been using. And I teach classes in it. I make everybody buy my book when they take the class, but it's like an encyclopedia for them. It's called me. I see your hand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when I think about the word encyclopedia, what comes to my mind is obviously a lot of knowledge, but also for a beginner, it might seem a bit overwhelming with so much information and not knowing where to go and where to start. So let's start with the foundations of palm reading. What are the different lines in palm reading? What do they stand for? What I want you to do is take, are you right-handed? I'm left-handed actually. Okay, then you're going to use your left hand and I want your listeners to all do this too. Mm -hmm. Put your elbow on your stomach You'll do your left. Most people will throw their right out because only 8% of the world is left-handed. You will squeeze your hand towards your nose, keeping your elbow on your up against your body, and bend your fingers a little bit, and you'll see a whole lot of lines on your hand. You see them? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the very first line I talk about is the lifeline, and it's the one that starts on the small finger or the last digit of your hand, the baby finger. It goes across towards the middle or near the index finger. So do you see that one? Mm-hmm. And it's about an inch down from the fingers, sort of in the middle of your hand. Okay, that's the lifeline the way I look at it. Then there should be a little fork or a V at the end of that line. And a lot of people mm-hmm. say, oh, does that mean I'm going this way or that way? Am I going to die young? And I go, no, the fork is your IQ. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it also extends your, you can take the lifeline and extend it because it's longer than the lifeline. It's a lifeline plus that V. And so mine shows at 85. And I don't think I'll be done talking at 85. So I'm trying for 95. And how you do that is if your predetermined destiny says you're supposed to leave at a certain time, you can change how you eat, you can exercise, sleep better, do things to make yourself healthier. So that's the first line I look at. Then everybody I talk to, men and women, want to know about love. So the love line is on the other side of the hand by the thumb. And if you look from the thumb down, you probably see a V, a big, mm-hmm. where two, two lines come together and become a point. And that's, where a union, that's a union of two people. It doesn't always mean a marriage. It could be a student and a teacher, a mother and a child who are very thick. But it means two people who really connect. And it's, they relate to each other mentally, emotionally. And then it's also the love line. So they call me the soulmate specialist, Mm -hmm. and the soulmate symbol is connected to that, but up by the wrist, you should see a little pyramid thing, like a little V inverted upside down. Mm -hmm. You see that? It's not on the wrist. It's actually on the palm right next to the wrist. And that V is part of the love line, and it says that the person that you connect with is true love. If you have that. Now, it only takes one in a couple to have it if it's a love, if it's a man and woman or two men. It has to, both of you don't have to have it. Only one has to have that. Then I look at work line because the people ask me about love and work. Those are the two big things everybody wants to know. So the thumb has a connector. I call it a thumb connector where the thumb and the hand connect each other. There's a big crease. You see your crease by the, mm-hmm. well, the crease. Yeah. We don't count the crease, but right next to the crease is age 10 up to the middle of your hand would be 10, 20, 30, 40, up to 50. Then on the other side of the crease is 50 and above. So what happens is I look at any striping that's in that line, in that area. I call that the heel of the thumb. It's behind your thumb, and it's that big fat thing on your hand. It's kind of a raised mm-hmm. up area. And if you squeeze in your hand towards your nose, you will see a bunch of stripes, unless you never worked. And we all have work ones. Almost everybody has. Some people have True. a ton. Some people don't have very much. 
If somebody doesn't have much and they're young, I could understand it. But if somebody's 50 or 60 and they have three work lines in their heart, they're very spaced apart, I'd say to the person, I see that you're laid back and you don't have a whole ton of ambition. And they go, and they say, you're right about that. I never got into it. Or I only work for the paycheck. I could care less about work. And it shows on the hand. So I tell them, well, it doesn't matter what age you are. You could always find something that interests you. So my question is, what can palm reading tell you and what is beyond the scope of palm reading? Because sometimes uh, a lot of people have huge expectations and so they might have some preconceived notions of what palm reading might, you know, tell them. Well, you can't, it doesn't fix you. You have to fix yourself. But it helps mm-hmm. you to see yourself, okay? It mm-hmm. helps you to see you. So most people think that they're intelligent. But to me, intelligence is like ice cream. Everybody has different flavors. And some people are good at just one thing. That's me. Some people are good at everything they touch. Some people are good at a couple things. Nobody is exactly alike. So what palmistry does, it allows you to experience peace of knowing the right path to travel in your life. And I call it the path, meaning which way you're going to go. So if you went the wrong way, you can correct it and change. That's why I said change is important. It reveals your hidden talents, if you have any, or abilities, if you're good at telling jokes or you're good at helping people figure stuff out or whatever your hidden talent is, palmistry will bring it out and it identifies your strengths and your weaknesses. So if you're strong in one area, you don't need to work on that. But if you're weak in another one, you can work on something and make it better. It makes you aware of how your other people perceive you. It teaches you who you really are. It shows you real life purpose. You know, shows you what is my purpose in this life? Why am I here? Um, it helps you overcome difficulties. So if you have an obstacle at work and it's people are fighting each other and backstabbing and the women kind of are nasty to each other, if you have mm-hmm. your palm read, you know how to get around those people and smile at them and not let it get to you. Um, it Wonderful. lets you take control. Yeah, it helps. It helps take control of your destiny. So if a woman's been looking for a job for two years, can't find it, I look in your hand. And I told her, well, you've been looking in the wrong city. You should be looking here. And I give them a little guidance and they call me up. I get thank you notes and letters every day and phone calls and emails from people who say, you are exactly right. I was one town over. If I would have just mm-hmm. known to look here, I would have found it faster. Then it reaches us in the areas of love, career, happiness. It helps you deal with your emotions. And we all have them. Some days you're up and some days you're not. So when you're up, you don't need any help. But when you're in a downer, and you go, I don't have anything to look forward to. Nobody likes me. Well, then you need a little help to get past that. You don't need a psychologist or a psychiatrist. You need a palmist who says, well, here's something good I can tell you. And then it gets you out of that mood. And it aids a person to achieve the level of success they never thought possible. Because once somebody's in your corner, like your cheerleader, telling you, your hand shows this opportunity, go for it. You might as well go for it. And then um, if people can grasp the meaning of palmistry, they can experience it. So the way I do it is never over anybody's head. In other words, I do it just like I'm talking to you now, plain English. You know, I just say what I see. They can ask questions or they can say, well, I don't understand. And then I clarify it. But most people walk out of my house or whenever I'm reading at a fair and they go, wow, I can't believe this. You know, they just are 
they're smiling all over themselves. So quick question. Uh, for example, let's say a person has been doing a regular job all his life and wasn't really ambitious, but all of a sudden he attends a motivational seminar or a peak performance seminar and he gets a business idea, takes action and sees a lot of results in business. Okay. Uh, or maybe another example is, you know, somebody has, has been without love all his life, maybe, you know, 15 years and all of a sudden he finds his soulmate gets married and lives you know, the best, uh, you know, version of his life. Do these changes in the love life or wealth, will it change in his palm or his or her palm as well? Yeah, the palms change every time you have mm. anything that impacts your brain. So if you get engaged, you're so excited, you can't stand it. Your hand's going to show an engagement. It's going to show divorces. It's going to show when you graduate mm. from something. It's going to show that you went to a seminar and got motivated. That all is on there because the lines you're born with are just a little baby's hand is really tiny. Then the person yeah. grows up and they have all kinds. You have experiences every day of your life. Well, every day isn't going to be on here. But the red letter days when something exciting happens shows up on your hand. So Beautiful. And I think the lines change all the time. And now that we've gotten to know a bit about palm reading, we're going to dive into some action. That's right. Myrna is going to do some live palm reading today for three of our lucky action takers. A while back, we reached out to the action taker community to send in their entries. And three listeners that were chosen are Ricky, Judy, and Emily from Vancouver, Canada. So, Myrna, while you're doing the palm reading, could you also take us through the process and share some of the things that you're looking for in the palm? Is that all right? Sure. Which one do you want me to do first? Well, let's start in alphabetical order. So, first listener is Emily. Emily. Okay. Emily was 23 years old. So, in her lifeline, it doesn't matter what it shows because anybody under the age of 50 will have the opportunity to live to 120 to 130. And that's because technology and modern science and medicine, all kinds of things are going to change. So maybe in the next 20 or 30 or 40 years, they're going to say, don't eat the food on the planet. Everything will kill you <laughs> or whatever comes about. So um, her longevity from her gene pool, which is what I call your makeup that you come from grandparents and people way back, shows there's nobody that's wimpy in her family. They were all strong. They were fighters. They were survivors. So she's not exactly wimpy. She's got that, you know, going for her. So as a young child, it shows a lot of ear, nose, and throat stuff and many trips to the doctor. Now, that could be she needed her tonsils out, or it could be she had ear infections. I don't, can't, you know, defend, defend, can't decide which way it is, but I could see that she needed um, medicine to get past that. So on her lifeline, because she's young, she has the whole world in front of her. And then on the love line, and I showed you where the love line was on the hand, and that's the V or the, the uh, place where two people come together and tie the knot. It's what I call it. So she was boy crazy early. She had two major crushes even before high school, but the boys probably didn't know it. She had four people who made her heart sing in high school. It doesn't mean she went out with them and she went steady four times. It means there's four different places on her palm where it showed, ah, uh, ah, uh, you know, up, down, up, down. It's like the roller coaster. Mm -hmm. So she had a crush and nobody gave her the time of day. Or maybe somebody treated her really well and then they broke up but it shows four times so that's okay then it shows there's a marriage in her 20s and I don't think she's married yet but I think it's coming so um, it shows that probably between 24 and 25 
around in there, something will happen. So she thinks she's 23, but all of your listeners plus you are nine months older than you think you are because we were all nine months old when we popped out because Chinese, the kind of palmistry I do, says that conception is birth. And birthday mm. is the day you come out. So she's probably 24. And if that's the case, she may be involved with somebody and it shows a connection or it's coming. So it looks like she would be married before 2017 or in the year, sometime between now and 2017 or in that year. Mm -hmm. Um, She has a ski track that goes down the middle of the hand and it shows two people who march to the same drummer's feet. And what I say by that, it means they are independent. They're both, nobody's in anybody's hip pocket. Nobody's, uh, you know, the dictator and the other one's a follower. But they have similar ideas, activities. They like and hate the same music. Uh, They like the same food. They have the same philosophies. And so that's considered joined as one. And so when people get married, they say, you are now one. And that's what they mean. It means two minds joined as one. Her work shows a heavy work line, and it shows that she may not have done it yet, but she's going to have a lot of responsibility, and she'll end up with a high-paying position, and um, it's right on the horizon. So if it isn't now, she may be working towards it, she may be just getting out of school, or she may already have that job, and she's going to get promoted. So it says she enjoys the challenge in work, she likes to stimulate her mind. And the more difficult something is, the better she likes it because then she knows she's going to complete that that project. Um, In reproduction, she shows the possibility of four children. And it shows one boy and three girls. But that doesn't really mean anything because the male determines the sex of a person's babies. So four is a national average of marks. And that means that she's not over-fertile or under-fertile. She's just normal. And that's good. Then the bracelets are the little things on the wrist that we didn't talk about. So when people mm-hmm. would bend their hand towards their face, you see all these rows going across your wrist. And the rows have to do with how old they are now and how old they're going to be in the end of their life. And the reason a person gets those, I don't know, when you go to school, you learn about they chopped a tree down. We know how old the tree is by the rings. Well, every living thing has a way to tell how old it is. And the rings on a human's uh, wrist is the way humans tell. But it says she's a little bit of a worry word. She has a giant X on the relationship mark, which is really good. So it means luck is going to be really large, like grand. And so little X's, the letter X means good luck. They're usually about the size, maybe a quarter of an inch long, and hers is about three quarters to an inch long. And it means that she'll meet somebody, have good luck while they meet as they're dating when she gets married, and she doesn't have a divorce ever. And it shows that because it says she doesn't believe in divorce. I don't know how I know that, but I just do. Um, She has stripes on her fingers, but not very many. And we all have these things on our fingers called flanges. We're not looking at the fingerprint. Just look at the actual, the the two things that connect to your hand. Those are called flange. And on the flanges, if a person has a lot of stripes, they have a lot of boobs in their life. And she doesn't have very many. And so the example would be you buy a car and it's a lemon. You forgot to check it out first. Or you get your hair cut wrong and you have to wait for it to grow in. She has three past lives, which means she's 300 years old plus now. And normal would be four to seven. So she's on the low end of the continuum, which is very good. So that was Emily. What would you think? 
Awesome. I mean, one of the things I noticed early on was you spoke about the impact of technology and uh, how that is going to affect people's uh, the number of years a people a person lives. Yeah, and you mentioned it was around 100 to 120, which is pretty uh, amazing. And then you spoke to the members in a family who uh, are you know strong and courageous yeah 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 and you towards the end you mentioned two people who marched to their own drumbeat and uh, by by that were you referring to her soulmate or you know people yes. who she you know that's definitely uh, her soulmate but she's been here three times so she has three soulmates see mm-hmm. each time you reincarnate you're coming back from another lifetime and you're coming with the memories the memory bank that's implanted in you for instance you drowned in a past life you don't drown this time because you learned your lesson mm-hmm. don't do that that's in you see so you want me to do judy yeah so emily that was your reading tell us know what you thought about it does a lot of it resonate and if it does especially send us an email at aditya a-d-i-t-y-a at my7chakras.com let me know what you think i will forward the feedback to marna as well so moving on the next reading is for judy, judy. now quick thing uh, marna before we begin uh, judy did not want to uh, her, her age to be read out i'm not going to tell her age i wasn't going awesome to. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. I just wanted to remind you. <laughs> okay, so Judy's hand showed her lifeline 89 to 90 is her heredity line. So in her lifetime, she's had three trips to the hospital, it looks like, but nothing that was life threatening showing up. It just maybe she had to go for a broken bone or she had to go in for testing or whatever. At the end of her life, she will be no burden to anyone, still taking care of herself. That means that she'll still be learning something every day. Her, her brain will be, all her faculties will be there. And that's very good. Her IQ at the end of her life is very deep, which means she's an internal thinker. And she's very smart in some things. So some people have street smarts. Some people have school smart. So it doesn't matter which way. It means she can figure people out, things out, places. She can help herself by figuring stuff out. So her love line shows she discovered the boys in the seventh grade, but she was shy and she didn't send them notes or call them on the phone or hang out at their locker or go to their house to flirt. But her girlfriends knew about it, but the boys didn't. So her first true love was not a marriage. It was a midlife union and it shows either a marriage or a coupling with someone. So um, her first love might have been when she was 18 or 20. And that was her first experience with someone. And she might even have lived with them, but she didn't marry that one. The one that she married shows um, a little later in midlife, which means like in the late 20s maybe. And I either see a divorce or a widow already happened. And then if she's looking for love, she has to look, she has to put herself out there. And that means you have to go new places, try new things, join a group, um, volunteer somewhere, take a lecture, you do new things to look for new experiences. And we all are made up of energy, and all around us is energy. She has to shake the energy up. Then, the work, her entire life she's worked. Some jobs were boring, but she stuck them out. And I see two major jobs or careers. She has a huge X on her work history, which means she was a really good worker. She got the pay raises. She showed up. She did what she was supposed to do. Her bracelets are showing three, 
So she's done with two because I know that. And so she's either right at 50 or a little beyond. And it says the lines are coming in at the wrist as you live them, the same as mine do. So I'm showing the amount that exactly how old I am now. So some people get them early and they have four rows or three rows. And some people have the exact amount of rows of how old they are. So each row is worth 25 years. So the first row is 0 to 25, then 26 to 50, and it goes like that. And the last row appears when you're almost done with the row before it comes in a little bit ahead of time. So in her miscellaneous stuff, what I saw was she has eight past lives, so she's 800 years old. And if you remember, I said average or normal is four to seven, so she's just a scrunch past it, and it doesn't matter. I only yell at people when it's over 20, because that would be three times normal. It's 21 and above. And I've seen 52 and 60 on people, and that just means they aren't getting it. They just keep making the same mistakes over and over. So um, um, number eight is pretty good. I actually like that. And the bad thing is she drowned in two of them. And how you see a drowning on a hand is if you look on the side of the hand Mm -hmm. by the baby finger, she has two creases right over there. You have to hold your hand sideways to see it. I have Mm -hmm. one heavy-duty crease, but I've only been here one other time, so I'm 100-plus now. And she's 800-plus now. But she drowned two times. And one, she might have been on a boat or a ship, and she didn't have anything to do with it. It just happened. And one, she was swimming. Mm-hmm. And so um, she has the letter M on her hand. And that's fabulous because it represents three things. Number one, it says she's a survivor. Number two, it represents a whole lot of money and not what you can make working. So it either means an inheritance or you win something or you save a company so much money, they give you $10,000 a year for the rest of your life or every month or whatever. Mm-hmm. And number three, it says nobody better pull the wool over her eyes. They'll be sorry they met her. So that means she doesn't let anybody take advantage of her, and she's not gullible. She has the ESPX that most most people have one or none, and she's got two, and one the third one's trying to come in. So anything over two is called a phenomenon. She's a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you ever heard of Jeannie Dixon or Edgar Casey. I've heard of Edgar Casey. Okay, well he had five, and that's the most anybody's wow. ever had. I have four, and so she's mm-hmm. got. Two and a half and the third one coming in. So that means she's got very good ESP or she has the sixth sense or you can call it perception or whatever. And so uh, number five is the highest intuition there is. She's getting the third one coming in and she could actually learn this or do the tarot cards or she could learn um, astrology, numerology. It means she should be in the metaphysical realm. Okay, so that was hers. Wonderful. I mean, what I noted clearly was that you mentioned that she's learning something every day, very smart. And, uh, um, you know, I know Judy and she is smart in so many ways. Uh, And you mentioned that she's got eight past lives. She's got an M on her hand, uh, which means that she's going to make a lot of or she's already making a lot of money, not through working, but maybe through a business or some other format. And that she's phenomenal. She's she's got the sixth sense or she is in the process of getting that sixth sense. Is that correct? Uh, right. But the M means millions. <laughs> my, my, I have one, and mine is 1.2 million. 
and I couldn't see exactly what hers is, but it's up there. Awesome, awesome. So, Judy, <laughs> let me know how you think of this. What do you think of the reading? Did a lot of this resonate with you? Does it make sense? And uh, based on that, do you see some signs in terms of what action that you can take uh, in the future? And with that, let's move on to Ricky. Ricky. Okay, so Ricky's palm lines were very good. He was, was the easiest to read of anybody. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but it was just fun. Um, his lifeline shows he's Father Earth or a caregiver. He cares about community, people, animals, the environment. Some people mm-hmm. care about me, 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 and he isn't one of those. So we call that Father Earth. It shows his feet are firmly on the ground. He's not in la-la land. He's not an airhead. Mm-hmm. And he's supposed to live into the 90s for sure. And since he's under 50, he's got that same opportunity to go to 120 to 130. Mm-hmm. He has a double fork at the end of his life line. And what I was saying was the fork is the IQ, but when you have two of them, that means Mother Earth if it's a woman, Father Earth if it's a man. And so anybody who has that are kind of special. Wow. And it shows he gets it quickly. He's a quick study. He can uh, read a book and get it fast or hear a joke and repeat it. I hear the joke. I repeat everything and forget the punchline. <laughs> but you don't have that. He doesn't have that. But he should watch what he eats and his sleep patterns look a little disturbed. So maybe he's getting too much sleep or not enough or he has insomnia. So I always, when I read people, I always say, how are you sleeping? Because some people need more than others. And you don't need eight or ten hours a night. If you can get by on five and you're good or six, that's what your system needs. You have to listen to your body. It shows he may have a few allergies, nothing too bothersome. So his love line shows that he had a broken heart in high school or possibly in college, but it was around 18, 19. In the mid-20s, he had a union or marriage, and it shows he's romantic. But the first union didn't last, and it doesn't mean a marriage. It could have been just he was with someone. The second one happened, and he's either on the cusp of it happening or it's happened already. And so what his system is looking for is the like, not an opposite. And that's what everybody really wants. You want somebody who gets you but lets you be you. Mm-hmm. And he has, he has the soulmate symbol by his wrist, that, that little pyramid I was talking about, and the track running down the middle of his hand, and almost nobody has both of those. Probably one in 100,000 people have both, and he's got them both, and so did Emily. Isn't that funny? So that, yeah. means, that means they're both unusual in the hand. And I've seen 5,000, you know, 54,000 palms, and I document them, so I know. Yeah. I used to do tape recordings until my tape recorder broke. <laughs> it got used up, mm-hmm. and it just died. He shows attraction to four people before his final union, so he had four romances. On work, it shows he's done nine or ten different things, and that could have been when he first started at 12 or 15, and it just shows that he's not lazy. Some of them were when he was real young. His thumb has a double crease, which is also unusual, and those are what I said was the connector where your hand is connected to the palm, but he has a double, so that means that um, his work ethic is very strong, and he's probably a neat nick with work. He might not be at home, but he is when he does paperwork or when he does whatever it is he does at work. He does what he says he'll do, and he does. Uh, many people do that, but they don't act on it, so he walks his talk. His mm-hmm. reproduction shows that he could have five babies or have the possibility of fathering five children. So remember, the average was four, so he's real fertile. And his shows two boys, three girls. And since the male determines, 
if a woman he was with only had two children and they stopped, it would probably be boys uh, mm-hmm. because that's what I saw first. So the bracelets have him showing 75 years and he hasn't even 50 yet. So that means his came in early, the, the rings around his wrist. And he hasn't had to make too many major decisions in his life yet. In the first row, you show projects incomplete. So there's a few things he did complete that he meant to in the first 25 years. But he's a problem solver, and these are uh, unfinished. He can't go back because he's living in the next 25-year line. So it's just over. But So get this. He had 12 past lives. So he's 1,200. He's 1,200 years old plus now. And so he has 12 different times where he has implants in him that are memory banks of everything he did in those 12 other lifetimes. This is number 13 for him. But it says he will ascend this time. He's not coming back. He's done because he either already did or will find his soulmate. So what do you think of his? Uh, I think it was a great reading. Like you mentioned, uh, his was the easiest to read. And you mentioned that uh, he cares for the community. His legs are firmly on the ground. He can learn quickly. He's go- he's a problem solver and he's got a strong work ethic. So it sounds like he might be an entrepreneur. It sounds pretty good. His was, but his lines were the best. I just meant I could <laughs> see the, I could see what I was looking at the best. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. It's wonderful. So thanks a lot for the reading, Ricky. Let us know what you think of this particular reading. Did some of it or most of it resonate with you? And if yes, please share your thoughts via email uh, at aditya at my7chakras.com. And I will be sure to send the feedback over to Myrna as well. And having said that, we are, uh, are moving on to another portion of our round, which is about a health tip. You know, we're all about using ancient practices and peak performance techniques to make a change in our lives. But making that big change might seem complex or overwhelming, but taking just one step is always easier. So, Myrna, if you had to share just one health tip with our audience that they can try immediately, what would that be? Well, I would say to be themselves, try to stay upbeat and talk to their guardian angels for guidance. So we all have guardian angels, and these are the personal guardian angels, not Archangel Michael or the big ones. These are people who died since you've been born, who felt something special for you. Then when they die, they they get buried or cremated, but their spirit or their soul stays with you, and they don't ascend until you do. So they're there all the time. I only have one. Most people have one or two. Some people have eight. But all you have to do is mm. listen. You have to listen because they whisper in your ear. They tell you. They try to help you. So they put the white light from God all over your house, at work, your car, wherever you are. And they're there for you. But if you don't know it, you can't ask them. So you don't ask them to win the lottery. They're not going to help you with that. <laughs> but right. if, if you say, I'm having trouble at work with such and such a personality, or I can't seem to make my mind up about if I should buy this house or that house, You ask your angels and they say, listen. And if you listen real quietly, you'll hear the answer. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Now, Les Brown once emphatically stated that you are the only real obstacle in your path to a fulfilling life. During this round, our guests talk about times when they faced a major challenge or a barrier and came out triumphant. So, Myrna, take us back to a time when you faced a major challenge. What were you feeling at that instant and then how did you overcome your challenge okay it happened to be a palm reading mm-hmm. 
And a woman came to me. She had to wait six weeks to get in because I was on a big uh, drive-to-work radio show, and I booked 354 people. So it took me six weeks to get around to her. So she came to my house. I looked in her palm, and I said, oh, I see a lump on your left breast. It was right on her hand, and I've saved a few lives. So I, I know when I do the medical check, I'm not mm. lying about it. I tell the truth. She said, oh, yeah, it's like a mosquito bite. I don't even wear a bra because it bothers me. It irritates it. So I said, my dear, she was 38 years old. I said, you need to get a mammogram. Let's go to the doctor right now. If you're afraid to go, I'll go with you. That was a challenge to me because I was afraid that she wouldn't do it. So the next day she called me up and she said, I hope you're happy. And I said, why? She said, I saw the doctor and I have to have a breast removed. I have cancer. So she went, but it was too late. She waited 11 years for that. And she had metastatic cancer. It went all through her, and she died four years later. She was 42. So that was, it bothered me because if I had seen her sooner, maybe I could have got her in sooner. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, and I don't think that me getting her at first out of 300 and something people would have made a difference, but maybe years before. So that challenge made me sit up and take notice. And she actually made the poster and the book that I have called May I See Your Hand. Her drawings are in there. She was an artist. So um, that was my challenge. It was a barrier because then I felt like a failure. I felt like I didn't save a life when she died. I went to her funeral and everything. And I felt like if only I could have known sooner. But I'm not God. I couldn't see it. Mm -hmm. You know, I did see it when she came to me. So um, everybody has different health problems in their life. Off and on, you have stomach problems or a backache. That's not life-threatening major. This was major. So that's how I handled Mm -hmm. it. I handled it by saying, I'm not going to make judgments. I'm going to just be myself and do the best I can. And I've sent men to go have a prostate surgery when I see it. So I've seen things on hands. And when I see it, I tell the person, when was your last checkup? Oh, I never go to the doctor. I said, well, I think it would be a good idea if you went. So what I learned from that was don't tell people to wait. If I see it, I tell them and I try to encourage them to go. Mm-hmm. So, looking back now, what is that one major life lesson you would want our listeners to take away from this story? Well, everybody has born with hands, right? And it's their destiny. Mm-hmm. And so, it's what you do with it and how you uh, behave in this world. So, in the metaphysical world, it means that you have chances and you have to take them. So, you have to risk a little in order to gain And you have to be in harmony with the earth and be in balance with the earth. You can't be, you know, too up or too down. You have to be focused. And that's why I say grounded, focusing, centered, in harmony. Those all mean the same thing to me. And it means you can't be, uh, like, flighty or scattered. You have to be, pay attention to details, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So thanks a lot for sharing that story with us. I know going back to a moment in the past is always challenging and it sort of speaks to the fact that uh, a lot of times we might encounter challenges or we uh, make a decision but in retrospect it might feel as if we should have met that person many years before or we should have had that opportunity many years before but remember listeners the best time to have started any project or anything that you did uh, or that you're going to do was about 10 years back. But the second best time to start that project is right now. now. Yes, right. Right. This you know, yeah. Exactly. Because, uh, you know, I heard this beautiful quote a while back by one of our featured guests. And what he said was, fail seven times, rise eight times. 
life begins now because irrespective of what are the challenges you faced in the past and sometimes your past keeps dragging you behind and not letting you spread out your wings and fly uh, remember that there is no past and there's no future it's just right now in the moment and by being present in the moment you are able to capture all that juice all that courage that you have within you and you know embark on your journey of becoming the best version of yourself so thanks a lot for sharing and since they say that the morning sunshine follows the darkest part of the night we now move on to a special round where we talk about the golden moment of finding your life's true calling now sheikh al hagani once said you have begun to hearken to that call but for most people it is an unnoticed voice in the most inner recesses of the heart so my question to you marna is have you found your calling and if yes what is the calling <laughs> well my calling is doing palmistry and helping people i can't help it you know that's just what it is so i'm also an author and i wrote four books and they all are about palmistry and the um first one was the one i told you about because that was a how to do it book then i wrote one on soulmates because everybody wants to know that So I wrote a soulmate book using palmistry as the vehicle that drives the book. Then I decided, wait a minute, I see murderers, kidnappers, embezzlers, blackmailers, UFO people. Mm-hmm. I've seen them all. So I wrote a book called The Diary of a Palm Reader. Then I decided, wait a minute, I've never done a novel. So I wrote a novel about a cruise ship called Cruise to the Other Side. And that particular book has a palm reader in it so because i knew wow. how to write that so my calling is palmistry and writing and um i have a degree in journalism so writing is my favorite thing and they said write what you know about and after seeing 54000 plus hands i know about yeah. hands <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you know a little bit about hands by now <laughs> yeah wonderful wonderful so looking back now is there a particular moment somewhere in the past beyond which you knew with confidence that you have found your life's purpose so could you take us back to that moment right i've been reading palms ever since i was 10 just like i told you but when mm-hmm. i was writing the book i did it from memory and that's how i've been reading people anyway and so when that first book came out and i opened the carton and the publisher sent it to me i thought i was giving birth to a baby. I was so excited my heart was pounding and that was my moment. That was my I have arrived. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Beautiful. I wrote that book in 1 hour. Nobody can write a book in an hour. <laughs> a lot of I mean this just brings to my mind that a lot of uh, people in general like entrepreneurs uh, they have this conflict with spirituality because they say you know what i'm not spiritual i don't believe in this this and this but if you look at the process of entrepreneurship it's literally what you're doing is you're taking what's in the deep you know crevices of your mind and you're manifesting it yeah right you use it exactly and and i'm sure that the book when it came you know uh, after it being shipped it came to your home a lot of your astonishment or the surprise or that uh, empowerment was because uh, you created that out of nowhere that's exactly right it came out of my head which was in your mind <laughs> That's beautiful. But here's why I wrote it in an hour. It was channeled, and I didn't even know that word at the mm. time. And so it was 1996, and I went um, the palm reading room in the house we lived in at that time was in the basement. So I went down there and didn't put the light on. Took a clipboard and started writing by hand. I wrote it longhand. And every time I filled the clipboard up, I ripped off the sheet and threw it on the floor. And the next day, I went to work, came home, made dinner, was raising my husband's two kids who were five and seven at the time. 
and I looked and decided to do a load of laundry after dinner. I went downstairs and my room was littered with papers all over the floor. So I screamed to my husband, come quick, we've been robbed. So he runs in there and he says, this is your handwriting. <laughs> I didn't even know I did it. I was in a semi-state or something. Then it took us 100 hours of playing the game Concentration, where you take all the papers, turn them upside down, and you try to match them up. And so he would pick up a sheet and say, I have um, a thumb. And I'd say, oh, I got a baby finger. Put it back down. And then we'd wait until we matched two of them together. And finally, we did it. We got it together. Then I put it on the computer, and I sent a, letter, sent a query letter to 14 metaphysical publishers. And four of them wanted it. And that was my mm. first attempt at writing. And I couldn't believe four out of 14 said, send us a manuscript. So I went with Woman in the Moon, who is now out of business. But um, at that time, that sounded metaphysical to me. So I picked her. So that was mm-hmm. my moment. That's when I, can- I knew I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So I was sharing it with everybody. Well, thanks a lot for sharing that wondrous story. It's really inspiring to note that you had no memory of writing that particular book, right? But the next month, the next day, when you went down to your room, you were surprised because you saw paper strewn all over and you actually thought that you were robbed or somebody had broken into your home. Yeah, that's a true story. That is exactly what happened. And my husband came running down the steps and he said, look at this. What's wrong with you? That's your handwriting. And I didn't even look at it. All I saw was, you know, the strewn papers all over the floor. Well, thanks a lot for sharing that. And it is clear that you are living your life's purpose and you've changed people's lives around you and helped them get inspired. Like all things come to an end, we have reached the last round for today's episode, during which I ask you four rapid fire questions. And uh, I request you to share your responses, wisdoms, insights that you have come across throughout these years. So are you ready? Right. What is the best advice you have ever received? Somebody told me to be natural and be myself when I'm doing readings or if I'm in the public eye or wherever I am. Just be yourself. In other words, don't be a phony. Mm-hmm. What is it one personal habit that contributes to your well-being? Well, I meditate. So when I first get up in the morning, I just lay in bed and meditate for maybe 10 minutes. And then during the day, sometimes I meditate a little bit and that helps me. It makes me... Um, more aware of everything it makes you more alive when you you know listen so i always tell people i listen but i listen to them and i also listen to the inner voice that's me so in line with the last question what is your morning ritual like what do you do after those 10 minutes of meditation well you know you get dressed you wash up um, i check my emails i read my newspaper then i start answering emails and letters i'm on the phone i might be making uh literature copies i might be uh, going to the post office because people buy my books so i'm doing work probably 70 hours a week but i like it so if you like something it isn't really work true that's so true because a lot of people when you're doing a job they complain that they get to work 60 70 hours a week but the same person once he or she (laughs) embarks on a business they end up working 70 to 80 hours a week but that's not but it's for for yourself yeah it's for yourself exactly so it's for yourself and it's like a obsession that you have that you want to drive uh, not only to yourself but also to the community around you in terms of a positive change and uh, you know that uh, vision or that storytelling ability to persuade people around you attracts like-minded folks who join your company or work with you to you know further your vision as well 
So, what is that one book that has transformed your life? Well, I told you that Wayne Dwyer, Dr. Wayne Dwyer, was my hero, and he wrote a book in 1980 that I live by, and it's called "The Sky's the Limit." Mm-hmm. And um, it just he tells you that you can be anything you want, go anywhere you want. And the very first thing, the quote he has on the front of it says, "Each person on this planet is inherently." intrinsically capable of attaining dizzying heights of happiness and fulfillment and so that's my motto that's a good book so thanks for sharing so action takers to get access to the links and insights go to www.my7chakras.com/marna which is m y s e v e n c h a k r a s.com/myr n a and you will have access to all the insights the links that we share uh, as a result of having this show and you just go on there and you'll have uh, you know more information so marna it was wonderful having you on our show today before we say goodbye tell us one thing that you are truly grateful for tell us the best way we can find you and then we'll say goodbye well i'm grateful for all the clients that i've had over the years and all the thank you notes that they send me and all the things that i was able to help people with and my email is hmg at private i that's like little letter i dot com it's hmg at private little letter i dot com my website is www.mernaloupalmistry dot com and it's m y r n a l o u p a l m i s t r y dot com and i hope some of your people get in touch with me so there you go listeners you had the show today you listened to the level of depth that marna went into when she did her palm reading and i'm sure we're still waiting for the feedback and the reviews from the people whose palms were read but uh, in case this is something that you're really interested in maybe you've always heard of palm reading in the past and you want to get more deeper into it marna has literally spent over 60 years in this particular space she's done 54000 palms so i'm sure she <laughs> is yeah she's learned a thing or two in palm reading so go to marnalupalmistry.com that's m y r n a l o u p a l m i s t ry.com and you'll have access to a lot of more information and most importantly you can get in touch with Marna to have your palm read and to take action towards your unfolding future so Marna thank you so much for coming on our show providing those special palm readings for three of our lucky listeners and taking us one step closer to a human revolution well AJ thank you so much for having me i absolutely loved it and i knew it would go fast You're listening to My Seven Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired and take action. Transform your life today.